0: This is episode number 124 of the High Impact Leaders podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Hey, welcome to High Impact Leaders. I'm your host, Doug Stannert of the Leaders Institute, and our goal is to help you build strong teams while growing a successful business. On this episode, I'm going to cover the challenges that can occur because of communication silos in business. So, this is where departments, divisions, and sometimes just people are separated. And that separation can lead to miscommunication and duplication of efforts, those kind of things. So this can occur even in really small companies, even with just one or two employees. But the larger the company is, The more negative that the consequence can become. So we're going to talk about what these silos are, how they occur, and also what you can do to increase the communication when you find them in your organization. By the way, the episode is brought to you by leadersinstitute.com. For details about leadership development and how to create a team culture, visit www.leadersinstitute.com. And if you have any questions or comments for me, you can either tweet me at Doug Stannert or contact me via the website. So today we're going to talk about communication silos and some specific things that you can do to tear down these walls, to make it easier to communicate between departments, divisions, locations, regions, All kinds of different things. So um, as a company grows, unintended silos are going to be created. This this starts when an entrepreneur hires his or her first employee. That very first person that we hire as an entrepreneur creates the first silo. (laughs) So, And it gets even more intense when a company is growing and adds departments or additional offices or franchises or regions or buys other companies or merges with another company. Any of those kind of things are going to create multiple communication silos. So basically, a communication silo is is a section of a company that has become compartmentalized for one reason or another. For example, an entrepreneur may hire an administrative assistant or maybe it's just a salesperson. And up to that point, that business owner has been involved in All of the customer communications with every customer that he or she has ever had, right? But the moment that a new team member is hired, that owner now loses some of that communication. He or she is no longer involved in every single conversation. So that's good because now the company adds productivity. However, this growth may cause miscommunication along the way. And of course, in a bigger company, perhaps sales and marketing are divided into two separate departments and now each of those new departments has goals that may differ from each other and they're going to be managed by different executives so the managers now become captains of their their new ships this may even feel like they've they the each of these managers are now competing with the other quote unquote captains For resources or competing for personnel, that kind of thing. So of course, when you get into the huge multinational companies, communication silos can be can get to be really, really big problems. If they started out as a problem and the company was smaller, the bigger the company gets, it's gonna, it's gonna get worse and worse and worse because they're gonna have different regions, different divisions, different departments, different markets, even different countries and languages. And each one of those is gonna create multiple silos. So eventually, these silos or walls may lead to mistrust or miscommunication between team members or groups or divisions. The companies that minimize these challenges, by the way, are, are uh, that that are created by these silos have a distinct advantage, especially an advantage in the marketplace. the The leaders may then look for strong team building events a lot of times that will help them kind of. Tear down the walls or tear down these silos. So we're, we're going to talk about that at the final part of the episode. But but basically in this episode, I really want to cover a few ways to kind of tear down these communication silos. But before I get into that, let's let's talk about um, how they're created and why it's important to know that these things are actually there. <laughs> if we identify them, it's a whole lot easier to do something about, about them. So the first reason that understanding that the silos are there is is kind of critical because miscommunication, or in some cases, no communication, can be very costly to an organization, to a company. It can cause loss of productivity hours. It can cause duplication of effort. In fact, um, some researchers at Maryland University estimated that poor communication skills are communication period in hospitals cost over $12 billion every single year. That's just in one industry, a single industry, just in the hospital industry. That is a staggering waste of money. Think about what would happen if each of those hospitals were able to use that wasted money on their patients or on some other thing that is more productive than correcting a miscommunication or a mistake. Smart corporate leaders look for ways to improve communication when they start to see these things happen. Idea-driven team activities or team events can help their staff tear down those walls and especially the walls that kind of thwart communication. Um, And one of the things that you can do as as a leader is introduce different teams with a common goal to work on as a whole so that the communication kind of improves. For instance, ridding corporations of organization silos can open up the lines of communication. They can also add to the bottom line of that of that company. When people learn how to tear down the walls, they begin to communicate better. For example, last week I worked with a marketing department for a big bank in Miami, and the group had team members all over the world and some of them worked remotely. And, but a lot of the, the team actually worked out of regional offices for that bank. So basically every different regional office might have two or three or four of these, of these uh, marketing members on, on the team, but they were all, the marketing department was working as a whole. So each of these artificial divisions had the potential to create a communication silo. So the leaders had the entire group meet in Miami for their quarterly meeting. They did this every three or four months, right? And they would spend the day cover, or they spent the day last week anyway, covering business updates. And then they spent the first half of the second day focusing more on soft skills training, things like communication skills and listening. And then finally, they ended the meeting as a whole with a fun camaraderie building kind of team treasure hunt. So in other words, the goal was to break down the communication silos. That's what they were trying to do. They, they just added the communication training and a, and a fun team building activity activity to their regular meeting in order to do this, in order to accomplish this. And you can do something very similar, basically get the business stuff out of the way and then do something to kind of break down those those silo walls and to improve your communication the next time your, your folks are getting together. So another thing that you can do is to get your team focused on a single vision. That will help you break down these walls as well. For instance, opening up lines of communication spawns creative opportunities that really nobody ever dreamed of. And the reason why... Nobody ever dreamed of opportunities like this is because the group was busy erecting the walls in the first place. Anthony Robbins once said, to effectively communicate, we must realize that we are all different in the way that we perceive the world and use this understanding as a guide to our communication with others. Most organizations are built into various departments, and each of those departments has separate goals. However, if we can get those departments to become unified under a single vision, they're going to accomplish a whole lot more. When everyone is striving for the same goal or the resolution, then, then the team is going to create more efficiencies. They stop fighting against each other. Uh, I'll give you a good example of this. In the early years of my company, in the early years of the Leaders Institute, Basically, we were just a handful of consultants. You know, basically, when I started doing leadership development and leadership consulting, and I got really busy, I hired somebody that was also a leadership consultant. And it was almost as though he and I had two separate companies, two separate individuals. Then we had another person, another person, another person. So basically, each one of us were kind of operating Independently of each of each other, um, so we weren't really working together as a team as much as as we've kind of learned to do today. Um, so we basically we had this handful of high level coaches and trainers that were that were we were all kind of captains of our own ship, so to speak. So I was in Texas, and we had another guy that was in Orlando, and then somebody else was in New York, and somebody else was in Toronto, and we had another somebody else in San Francisco, and and uh, various other big cities, and. I like to think that we had pretty good communication. However, the Orlando consultant would often travel to Los Angeles to work with clients, and the San Francisco consultant would sometimes travel all the way to Boston, and the process was just highly inefficient. So the mistake that we were making was that we were trying to grow the company by each one of us growing our own individual client list. And at that time, we had never really received more than a million dollars per year in revenue from all of us combined. Uh, so I had this fantastic idea. I, I kind of told the entire team that if we broke $1 million, that was our goal. It was that first barrier that we had continually hit for the first year or so. Uh, and I, I told everybody I would take everybody on an all expenses paid cruise. That was a cheap cruise, but still, it but still, was going to take the entire team and their families on an all-expense-paid cruise. And, well, did it work? Yeah, we broke. And not only did we break the million-dollar barrier, but within six months, we broke another million dollars. So that year, we ended up generating $2 million in revenue for the first time ever in the history of the company, and we started this huge growth spurt because we started working together as a team. We started breaking down those those individual silos, those walls that we created unintentionally, but they were there. And interestingly during that time period each consultant had an increase in revenue as well. so each one of us were increasing our own revenue um, as as we grew the the company. So once we broke the silos and we started working better as a, a single team on a single vision, growth increased exponentially. And you can do the same thing. Um, Another thing that is really important is that when communication improves, new leaders are going to start to come to the surface. We saw that with with our own company, but I've seen this over and over and over again as we kind of do this for our client companies as well. So when miscommunication occurs between silos, between departments, regions, people, whatever, trust levels will actually drop. And a company leader may want to introduce problem-solving discussions to kind of fix that challenge or fix those challenges. However, even if the leader presents the problem in an open and judgment-free way, the group may see that suggestion as criticism. Trust me, I know from which I speak (laughs) on this this subject, The, the people that are Ask or that we're asking to solve the problem, they may actually fight against whatever solution is being presented because they think they're being picked on. So the best way to start breaking down silos is to begin to break down the barriers of mistrust as well between those those siloed groups. To do this, you got to take the fear and self-consciousness feelings out of the mix. Team leaders who build strong teams and build rapport among silo teams will actually resolve issues between those teams way more easily. For instance, teammates are going to feel more confident sharing ideas with each other than they will with leadership. So this effective way of breaking down silos actually improves the leadership abilities among the team members as well. For instance. Just make a couple of the influential members of each one of those silos your communication expert within that silo. Let each one of them work with the new leaders of the other silos to bridge the gaps in communication between those departments. This creates a singular voice among the groups. You use those voices to share the ideas and connect with each other. Now, you're not the bad guy, right? and then allow them to use their communication skills and recognize their abilities with a liaison committee or position title you know you the, basically what you're going to figure out is that the best quote unquote collaboration tools are <laughs> not actually tools themselves they're they're most likely going to be the members of the teams it's and for fun you can you can kind of give them a, a fun ambassador title ambassador of information sharing or liaison of important information or you can make it even more tongue in cheek if you like but the key thing is to get the team members themselves to break down the silos and you'll and you'll get fantastic benefit out of doing that. One of the major things that we've seen, especially in the last couple of years during the pandemic, is that closed off departmentalized environments are going to cause that communication silo, are going to cause that challenge. Or even if they're not causing it, it's going to exacerbate the the challenge that you already have. Open office setups um, are are, uh, a great strategy that a lot of times folks will kind of put into their offices and that kind of thing um but if you if you think back to what happened especially in 2020 that the pandemic that started back then was devastating to team morale and caused a lot of miscommunication so team members had a lot of fear during that time period everyone was unsure about what was happening and what the future was going to bring and what really made it worse though was that since everyone was remote, the number of silos increased. In fact, they increased dramatically, increased exponentially. For instance, here's a really, really simplified example. Let's just say that a company had 20 employees in 2020. At the start of 2020, they had 20 employees. This company might have had an administrative team with a handful of people and maybe a a handful of salespeople and then the remaining employees might have been in service and marketing. So basically, prior to the pandemic, the group might have already been seeing some miscommunication between their four silos. You know, you basically had admin, you had sales, you had marketing and service. Those are the four kind of silos that had artificially been created prior to the pandemic. And so let's say, for instance, that uh prior to the pandemic, marketing and sales might have created a, a promotion that was likely to increase service calls however they might make that decision without actually telling the service manager so even with just four silos challenges have the potential to occur and and can cause some some challenges within the within the within the the, the workforce there but then in 2020 the company had had the entire team of 20 people start to work remotely so now instead of the four silos that they had the company now had 20 silos. It was a silo for every single person because they were all now disconnected. So over time, the company might have replaced some of those 20 members. Maybe some, some folks went by the wayside because we just weren't busy enough. Uh, and then moid started to get busy. We had to replace them and bring on new folks. And so the new team members may have never even met their coworkers face to face. Now, just so you know, this is a very simplistic example, but I've heard this over and over and over again, working with clients over the last year or so, uh, where folks are saying, hey, it's the first time in two years that we're ever, that we're getting together. And it's the first time any, some of the people on our staff have ever met any of our team members, right? (laughs) Because they started working during the pandemic, kept hearing that over and over and over again. So, um, people that were hired during the pandemic time period really had no sense of teamwork with their coworkers. They they have they've been in a silo basically for a whole year, sometimes two. So, what what we all went through reminds me of when I went to Six Flags for the first time as a teenager, probably here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And the, at Six Flags at the time, I don't even know if they still have this or not, but they had this antique car ride. These were like from the 1920s, I guess. They were real cars from way back when, but the cars all ran on a steel circular track and and they only went like five miles an hour. So they were really, really slow and they were so easy to operate that kids could even drive the cars without a whole lot of supervision. It's not like you can take it off track and they were really slow. So um, they weren't extremely dangerous, I guess. Um, if you think about it, our entire teams have been driving the antique cars for the last couple of years. <laughs> Some team members hated the whole process. And during that entire year or two that they were working remotely, they kept saying things like, Can we please just get back to our normal cars and normal highways? Um, they they would they would say that they would they would complain about that constantly. And then others, folks that were kind of new to the group may have learned to drive using the antique car. So they had no concept of what a highway highway was still others started with the old system, but along the way they kind of got used to the antique cars and they were thinking, ah, this is easy. This is really safe. So basically that's kind of what we've been through over the last couple of years. We we've kind of created these silos artificially, because of the the pandemic and the way that we kind of reacted to it, and now that folks are coming out and coming back to the office, you're getting a bunch of different camps that are actually creating new silos that we didn't even anticipate. So now that we know all of this is occurring, how do we deal with it? And how do we come up with solutions for it? Well, I've come up with a really cool step-by-step process that we're going to cover next week on the next podcast. So now that we kind of know why this stuff is important next week, I'm going to give you some tips, a very simple step-by-step process that you can use to help break down those silos and get people to, to actually want to be a part of the team as a whole. And we'll cover that next week when we come back. <laughs>